Welcome to your favorite podcast, Cosmic Queen. Get ready to discover soulful selling and marketing strategies. Learn how to stop overthinking everything by reprogramming your subconscious mind. And finally, level up your business, your income, and your success. Yes, girl, it is all happening right now. So grab your earbuds, light up your manifestation candle. It is time to hack the quantum field, create success that defies logic, and let out your inner alpha. Let's go ahead and get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to my podcast, Dear Gabby. No, I'm just kidding. Still ready for more, but we're doing this really fun series where you can submit your questions. So listeners, Facebook friends, Instagram followers, clients, whoever you are, however you have found me, you can submit your questions and we are going to dive in. Like I said, no business questions. This is not about funnels and marketing. We want to really get into the nitty gritty, the stuff that connects us all at our core the human feelings. Because what happens is that so often, right, even if somebody's circumstances are so different from yours, you can glean so much insight into the way that you're feeling. By reading advice for somebody else, there's always going to be a nugget for you. And it's such a great lesson to take and to witness. So last week, we had someone, we had our first submission, and we had someone who was super curious. And she was writing about exploring sobriety. She had stopped drinking for a few weeks. And I kind of shared my soberish journey and what that's looked like for me. My journey started back in 2020. So how has that looked? What has it meant for me? And it's a really, really great episode if you have ever been curious, not just about sobriety or getting soberish or doing a dry January or whatever, but if you've ever had any kind of self-sabotaging behavior because it's not just about alcohol, it's not drugs, it's shopping, it's avoidant patterns, all of these things that we know we should not be doing. And we keep doing them, even when they stop being fun. And I think that that's a great distinction, right? Doing the thing, even though it stops feeling fun. So whatever that is, whatever that looks like for you, go check out that episode. It'll be a really, really awesome one. So now this week we have one that's a little bit different and I'm so excited because it is two heavy hitting topics, relationships and money. So I'm so excited without further ado, I'll go ahead and start. Dear Gabby, I've been with my boyfriend now for four years. During the pandemic, we moved in together. We have a great relationship and he's a really great partner, but when it comes to finances, we do not see eye to eye. He criticizes my spending habits. He questions everything I spend on. Right now, I'm making more than him, so it's extra frustrating because I'm also picking up some of the slack when it comes to expenses. I want to be able to just enjoy my life and the money I make. His lack is really starting to affect me and my life, and I'm so over it. Signed, over it. Well, dear over it, thank you, first of all, for opening yourself up, for submitting this very vulnerable question, because like I said, relationships, super vulnerable, finances, super vulnerable, Finances within our relationship, super, super vulnerable. So amazing. This is something that so many will resonate with, especially for our generation. For our generation, it looks so different. We are the working woman generation and the men in our lives, life looks different for them too. Relationship dynamics have really shifted. It's so common for women to out earn their partners. 
But I think it's also led us to a lot of different questions about what that looks like outside of finances, right? What does that mean for a relationship dynamic if it looks a little bit different than it looked for our parents or our grandparents or whatever? And there's so much good that's come from it. But a lot of the women that I talk to feel this way, feel a little bit depleted and a little bit resentful. And the reason why is that I think that we've caught up with the money making thing, but still as women, we're really not taught to advocate for the things that we want to. We're not taught to own the things that we want to do. So when you want to spend on something, when you want to go somewhere, when you don't want to do this, it's okay to say so. It's okay to assert your needs and say, well, this is what I chose to spend on and I don't want you to make fun of me. I don't want you to question it. I don't want you to second guess it because this is what I want to do. And as women, it's about really learning to stand in our power. Spending is so much an expression of self. What you choose to spend on is always an exercise in self-trust. It's you saying, this is what I like. This is what I value. This is what I prioritize. And it's about being willing to have a different opinion than your partner. And I learned that so much in my marriage and so much of it has come as a result of making more money. I felt like I have more of a say in the choices that we make as a couple. And it's a really cool feeling, but it's a separate thread, right? It didn't just naturally happen because now I have more money and I have the power to decide. It's like it empowered me to start using my voice more and more deeply. And because this is a relationship, right, it's very easy to say, well, you should do this and you should do that. And you need to just assert yourself and you need to just tell your partner that like, hey, I'm going to spend on whatever I want and don't criticize me. And yes, that's true. But the number one thing in a partnership is communication, communication. And it's not just communicating the thing. It is how you communicate it. So the most important thing and the best advice that I have anytime that money comes up in a relationship is to understand that the two of you are having very different conversations. Even if it feels like you guys are having the same conversation, even if what you just bought was a blanket for your couch and your husband's like, why did you buy that blanket? We had a perfectly good blanket. And you're like, I really wanted the blanket. And it sounds like you guys are both talking about a blanket. You are not talking about a blanket, my friend. When it comes to money, there are layers on layers on layers on layers of subconscious projection. Money is one of the biggest ones. Why? Because money is one of those things that we usually don't talk about as kids. So all we see about money is what our parents tell us and what our parents model for us. And it's a very, very insulated world, right? And then we see what we pick up from cartoons, et cetera, et cetera. But it's not something that we have a lot of very intelligent, well-thought-out conversation around. Maybe you were super, super lucky And you did, but I think for the majority of people, if there were any conversations going on around money, it was pretty negative in your household. And so we become adults that feel uncomfortable talking about money. And we become adults that feel super triggered when money comes up. When our partner says, don't spend on that, it's like, ah. And on the flip side, when our partner spends on stuff that we don't want them to, it's like, ah, trigger, trigger. So returning to center taking a deep breath when you do get activated, when you do feel criticized, picking apart the activation from the money, right? Because there's two things at play here. There's number one, like I said, spending is an act of self-expression. So you are choosing to say, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to spend my time. You are making a value call for yourself. 
for yourself and for your relationship. And it feels like your partner is saying, I disagree. I disagree. So it's sitting with that, right? Processing that and then taking a really deep breath and moving on to the money aspect. Remembering that when it comes to money, no matter what, you guys are having two separate conversations. I always suggest that people who are in a partnership, people who are not in a partnership, whoever you are, go run and take the Sacred Money Archetypes quiz. You can do it through Denise Duffield-Thomas, and I love her. Her money mindset stuff is just fantastic. But go take that quiz because what you're going to discover, there are eight different money archetypes. And it sounds very woo, right? It's like the sacred money archetypes. I was like, what is this? And I got it as a bonus. I, I got the course as a bonus with her money bootcamp. And it was so life-changing. And even my husband is like, our lives started getting so much better when you took sacred money archetypes. <laughs> it's so true because what I realized is that I had my own money language. I had my own money language and my husband had his own money language. And when we talked about money, it was like I was talking whatever, and he was speaking a totally different language. I am an accumulator, which means that I prioritize safety and security in my money. It means that money to me is about responsibility and providing safety and providing security. I don't enjoy overspending. I don't even enjoy regular spending. What I really like doing is saving. I like to just accumulate my money. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel safe. It is psychotic right? But before I realized that this was a pattern and a pattern that I've done a lot of work to break, right? And I've done a lot of work around how can I create safety for myself? Because otherwise, as an accumulator, we spiral into thinking that money can never do that for us, that there's a certain dollar amount that can provide that safety when there absolutely is not. All that happens is that your baseline increases. So now you need more money to feel safe and more money to feel safe and your zero resets and resets and resets. But I'm an accumulator. My husband is a romantic. For my husband, money is about enjoyment. It's about freedom. It's about living life. It's about enjoying it. And so we were having totally different conversations around money because to him, money's about freedom. Money's about enjoyment. He's kind of like, why would you not spend it? Why would you not spend money on the stuff that you enjoy? What's the point of it? And I'm like, the point of it is to keep it in a box under your bed so that if something happens, you can pick up that box and run and have money as a security blanket. But he wasn't understanding that to me money meant safety. And I wasn't understanding that to him money meant freedom. So we would have conversations about money and we would always end up butting heads. We would never see eye to eye because for him, he was like, I don't understand why you are smothering me, basically. I feel unfree. I feel like my self-expression is super stifled. And for me, I was like, you are putting me in danger. You just fed me to a tiger. It was basically felt like the equivalent in my body. And so once we started speaking sacred money archetypes, when we, once we had this translator who could help me understand like, wow, to you, like you really do enjoy this. Like you're not spending money to bother me, number one. You're not spending money to show off or to get some validation or whatever, right? You are spending money because this is to you a form of self-expression. It's like, I started to see like, how could I stifle that, right? Like, how can I keep you from living life the way that you want to live it? That's so selfish of me. I need to do some work around this. And for him, he started to see like, wow, I didn't realize that to me, I'm in such a laid back place around this, right? It does not affect me. It does not make me anxious. 
but I didn't realize how actually scary it was for you. And I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. I'm sorry that I made you feel scared or anxious or whatever, and I'm going to do better. So now he understands that my love language is financial responsibility. And I understand that his love language is me going with the flow and relaxing. And so now we've got this really, really beautiful relationship together when it comes to money and finances where we really do see eye to eye and where we can reach some like happy medium. So in this case, really get curious with your partner. You know, going back to over its question of my partner's criticizing me and I'm resentful because, hey, I'm working. I'm working super hard. I'm covering more than my half. And also you're telling me that I can't spend money on things that I want to spend on. Get curious about where he's coming from. What does it make him feel when you spend money on these things, right? Like, does it make him feel irresponsible? And then let yourself get a little bit more curious with him. Is that triggering something that this situation is making him feel? Maybe there's part of this. I don't know the exact specifics and I don't know how he feels. Like, is there a part of him that feels he doesn't have as much control as he would like or that he can't have as much control as he would like because he's not making the money, right? Is there a part of him that feels infantilized like a kid? Like, oh, I have to rely on you for money and I have to rely on you for money and you're doing this thing to jeopardize my sense of safety by spending on things that whatever, right? Really understanding what is going on for him on a deep, deep level subconsciously and what is he feeling? And same thing for you. Because yeah, there's a self-expression piece. Nobody likes to be criticized. Nobody likes to be told what to do. Like you're an independent woman and you can spend money on whatever you want to spend on. You're an adult. You wait a a long ass time to be able to do this. Nobody's going to keep you from doing it. But at the same time, tap into any feelings of resentment that you might be feeling, right? Any feelings of control that are being manifested in your spending, Like, do you feel overworked? Do you feel burnt out? Do you feel not taken care of? Do you feel like spending money on yourself is an expression of self-love and self-care? And if so, tell your partner that. Just be honest and just be like, I get tired. I get tired with this dynamic, right? I get tired feeling like I have more than my share of the burden, of the financial burden, right? Or I feel like it's on me to work, 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 work. And the reason why I say, go ahead and say it, is because if you don't say it, there are so many ways for a partner to support us other than money. And there are so many ways for a partner to be the masculine partner that we need. And I say masculine as like an energy, not as a man, right? There are so many ways for our partner to be that masculine energy for us, regardless of whether it's a man or a woman or whatever, and give us that support that we need even when we are the go-getter who's out there making the money and taking on this traditional masculine role. Because every single person wants to feel taken care of and every single person wants to feel loved. And if you are left to do that for yourself across the board, that is super, super exhausting. And it also triggers what I call, I have my subconscious block archetypes, it triggers the damsel. So what happens when we overwork ourselves, when we hold on to control, when we feel like we have to be everything to everyone, when we feel like it's all on me, it's on me to take care of myself, it's on me to love myself, it's on me to treat myself. If I don't do this, nobody's going to do it for me. What happens is that eventually we snap. 
we stop and we realize like, I'm sick of doing this. I'm angry. I'm resentful. Why is nobody helping me? Blah, 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 blah. And we slip into that disempowered kind of victim-y state. And we don't want that. We want to stop that before it starts. So you want to have this conversation with your partner. You want to make it clear what the expectations are. And when I say, like, you'll give him an opportunity to step up in the masculine, you can also give him an opportunity to step up in the feminine, right? Like, do you need meals cooked? Do you need cleaning done around the house? Like, do you need to feel taken care of, right? What do you need? What does love look like for you? And what does love look like for him? And once you start having these real conversations, once you talk about like what's actually under the surface of this money and spending conversation, you're really going to realize that when those issues are dealt with, that then it's a very, very different story. And this issue of spending, of criticizing spending, it's not just when you make more than him and therefore you are entitled. Tell him that you're not going to put up with criticism about spending. You're allowed to do that even when you make less than your partner because it's a form of abuse, right? And I don't mean abuse like super like, oh, like, oh, no, I'm being abused kind of way. I mean it in the way that it's not a nice thing to do to somebody that you love to keep them from buying the things that they want to exercise that control and that, quote unquote, power over them. It's not a nice thing to do. It does not set a healthy dynamic in a relationship, even if it's coming from the healthiest and kindest place. So it's always worth assessing, right? Even if you make less than your partner, this still should not be happening. And it's still a communication thing. Money does not automatically grant power one way or another. That should not be happening in a relationship. Relationships are about communication. They're not about who's in charge or who has more power over the other or who has the say. Relationships are about understanding each other, expressing our needs to each other, and having that be met in a beautiful, healthy, loving, and understanding way. So open up this conversation with your partner. Express how you feel. Don't just assume that they know. Don't just assume that they should know that it bothers you and why it bothers you. And do the self-aware thing. Coach yourself to a point where you are pretty clear on what it is that's actually bothering you. I do that with my partner. Sometimes it'll take me a little while to figure out what's bothering me. Sometimes it takes me a little while to figure out that anything is bothering me. And what I do is that then I coach myself through it. I'm like, huh, I get curious, right? Why did that make me feel that way? What is it that I feel about this thing? And from that curious curious place, I can turn back. I can come back to my partner and be like, hey, Jake, this thing bothered me. And let me tell you why it bothered me. It made me feel this and it made me feel that. And I have this belief that X, Y, Z and when that happened, it was like, oh, there's that belief again, right? And my husband loves this. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but he does because it makes his life easier because then he can just say like, I hear you and I understand that. It makes me feel seen and it helps us work together and understand each other better. So money can be the greatest tool for communication in your relationship. It can be the thing that opens up, like working on your money shit together can be the thing that opens up your relationship to like the most incredible heights. Or it could not be, but it's really what do you choose? What do you choose? And what does spending mean to you? What does it mean to you when your spending is criticized? What does it bring up for you? Is it shame? Is it guilt? Does it make you feel stifled? Does it make you feel worthless? What is it that the spending represents to you? Is that a healthy projection? What is the healthy thing? Right? And then once you land on 
this is what I want it to look like. This is what I think that a healthy relationship would look like. You can communicate that to your partner. You can communicate that to your partner and hopefully it'll be really, really well received. And it sounds like in your words, otherwise you guys have a great relationship, right? So I'm sure it will be. And you'll be so, so, so happy that you just got this off your chest. I hope that this was helpful. I hope that it was helpful, not just for you, but for anybody who's in this situation and anybody who has been feeling this way. And it's not just money, right? There are so many different things that we feel like our partner is doesn't want us to do or is not letting us. And sometimes, honestly, our partner is not even realizing that A, they feel that way or that A, they're making us feel that way. And sometimes just the communication itself can shed so much light on that. So until next time, if you have any questions, please submit them. I have been loving these. It's just so fun to give advice directly. It's so fun to kind of peek into everyone's brains and see what you're thinking. So keep the questions coming. If you loved this episode, I guarantee you are going to love hanging out with me. So come over to my Facebook group, ready for more, change your thoughts, transform your life, and let's keep this party going.